Welcome to The Stack, a weekly podcast where we discuss the latest in the world of marketing, sales, and tech so that you can cut through all the noise, know which developments you should be paying attention to so that you can become a better marketer. I'm Sean Henry. I'm Tim Stabersky. And I'm Ryan, your co-co-host. Co-co-host. <laughs> and today is Thursday, September 27th, 2018. We're coming to you from Pepperland Marketing in Cheshire, Connecticut. Episode number 23. Every week we realize that we've gotten the number wrong and we bump it up a few. Yeah, we still might have it wrong. So, so we went from <laughs> five to twenty to what twenty three? Yeah. yeah. So we do feel pretty confident this is actually episode number twenty three, though. So semi confident. Thanks for tuning in. And um, how's your week going, guys? It's it's going. Yeah. It's somehow already Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Week is flying by, but uh, that means we're one step closer to cool fall weather. Ugh, it's already here. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Ryan? How's your week going? Um, mixed. Yeah. Mixed for sure. Yeah. Long week. Yeah. But, uh, looking forward to Friday for sure. I might be going to a fair, so I'm excited. Which fair? Durham fair. Ooh, oh, that's cool. That's a good one. Yeah. I've never been to the Durham fair. I yeah, heard it's good. Non-Connecticut people. It's one of the things us New Englanders like to do. Go to, <laughs> go to fairs. It's yeah. like, it's sort of like a mini biggie. Ooh. Honestly. For those non-New Englanders, the Big E is one of those fairs that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we like to go to. But. I've never been to the Big E and I probably really? should. Yeah, it's pretty I cool. That's surprising. Yeah. So marketing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, so each week we go through uh, the headlines, news, updates, blog content that caught our interest and we think is relevant to you um, and try to break down what it means and what you should do about it. And we've got some pretty big updates this week from Huge. Google. Yeah. So I guess Google turned 20. Is that the, the just? Yeah, thing? Google, This I think it was earlier in September, turned 20. And, and you know what that means, right? What does it mean, Tim? It <laughs> means Google next oh, year, next year, we get to take Google out for a drink. Yay. You know, it's wild to me that there are people in high school that were born after Google. That is crazy. You know, I, I, my first, what was your first internet browser? Mine was Netscape Navigator. That's probably what mine was as well. Yeah. I remember, uh, <laughs> I remember my Alta Vista. Um, what was the other one? I had another, um, internet service provider. I don't remember. Um, does anybody remember, uh, Net Zero? I remember the name. That's but what I it was called. I think it was, like I, I don't know. Internet <laughs> Me and Google are almost the same age. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was modem, you know, you dial, uh, dial in and oh, I, had, you got to, I had that. Get the browsing internet for free. You just had to deal with like 5,000 pop up ads. It yeah. was wonderful. Yeah. Me, we, we kept using the 30 day free subscription to uh, AOL.com. <laughs> the CDs. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. My dad used to work, he used to deliver newspapers, so yeah. he would get to keep whatever free samples were left after his <laughs> route, and we just had like a stack of them. There you go. Yeah. You yeah. guys are old. <laughs> Live <in> large, <laughs> we <yeah>. are old. <laughs> Remember so, CDs, Sean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, uh, who wants to walk us through this one? What did they announce year 20? So um, the, uh, the article is uh, Improving Search for the Next 20 Years. It's by Ben Gomez the vice president of search news and assistant over at Google. Um, and, and more or less what he's outlining in the piece is sort of the journey that the company's already been on and the journey that they are expecting um, to go on. More or less, they're outlining three big shifts that they see taking place in search and, and especially in um, how Google is going to be performing. Um, be evolving. What they're doing about it. Yeah. And those shifts are a, a shift from answers to journeys, mm -hmm. um, 
a shift towards a more visual way of finding information and a shift from queries to a query less form of um, or ways of getting information. And we're more or less going to dive a little bit deeper into what each of those means for the rest of the show. Yeah. Separately, uh, Danny Sullivan, who's, I forget his actual title. He's like, um, um, I think they call him a search liaison. He's like there to tell the world about updates happening with, with Google search. He was tweeting photos from the event where they were, you know, kind of walking through some of this stuff internally. And, um, in addition to what's covered in this article is some really interesting screenshots and, uh, additional more granular updates in that thread. So we'll put that in the, the show notes as well. But um, yeah, really, really cool updates and definitely going to impact us in a lot of different ways. Um, they cool thing about the articles, they, they break it, they go into much more detail and they have secondary articles that talk about the major yeah. features that they um, have rolled out. The, the first one is the shift from answers to journeys. Um, and that was written by Nick Fox. He's vice president of product and design for Google search and Google assistant. And I was excited about this because that shift, um, you know, away from just, well, thinking about the full journey of a user is obviously something that we talk about a lot. Um, the journey that your customer goes through before they make a purchase as they're researching decisions. Um, you know, when we're talking to clients, we're, we're helping them think about every step of that whole journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're always saying, well, search plays a role along each and every step yep. from like that first moment you feel something's not quite right, or you might have a problem trying to figure out what that problem actually is to finding out what solutions are out there to ultimately making your decision. And, uh, it was really cool to see Google talk about this. Um, and to, to quote the article, they, they say that, you know, you might ask what the capital of Costa Rica is and they'll tell you it's San Jose, but in life, we often take longer journeys and people turn to search to help for help in these moments too. They go on to say many searches are related to longer sessions that span multiple days with people coming back to search to find the latest updates on a topic or explore the range of content available. For example, you might be planning a trip and searching for information about a destination over the course of a month, or perhaps you regularly search for easy dinner recipes to help you plan meals for the week. And they, they acknowledge that they could do better there, right? Um, and the, the features that they're, they're rolling out, I think are pretty neat. Um, one thing that they announced is activity cards. Did you mm -hmm. guys see this? Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty cool. So it's another new um, kind of special feature in the search results page. It's, it's interactive. And um, it, it's sort of just surfacing your search history, which is kind of interesting. Um, you, most people actually have their search history logged when they're, they're signed into Google. And you can go into your settings and see everything you've ever searched for. Right. Um, now they're going to try to make that information useful to you where they're resurfacing information to help you kind of pick up where you left off. So, I mean, I do this all the time. I'll come across something I thought was really interesting and then try to find it a few weeks later and I can't find it. I I'm, you guys do that. But. I'm specifically thinking back to when I was a, uh, a college student. Yeah. And like you read something, like you're, you're writing a paper and you're, you read about something. And you're like, that'll be great when I get back to it. Right. And actually start writing. But then, you know, college happens, there's some beer involved and you forget <laughs> what, you, what yeah, page totally. you had been reading yeah. and you can't find it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I could see that being really helpful. I think that if, if, and if, if anything, we can tie this back to like, if we can tie it back to inbound marketing, it almost helps the consideration stage. I feel like 
It, yeah. It's keeping those things in front of you. If like, if you're searching for an issue or a problem or, you know, whatever, like it's keeping those things in front of your face and you can go back to them easily. Yeah, for sure. It, it's kind of hard to predict exactly what the implications are going to be long-term on, on how that impacts like traffic and search behavior. I would say I, I, what it makes me think it makes to me, um, I think it's going to make it more important than ever before for you to be one of those first resources bingo. that someone yeah. clicks on because bingo, if, bingo. if Google is already, if Google's going to prioritize resurfacing that content, especially if it's content that you are, that, that the viewer maybe spend more time on or however mm -hmm. they prioritize it. Um, if you're one of those first resources and Google sees them coming back to you over and over again, and you're then surfaced in this recent activity list, it's just more likely that you're going to be the company they go to when they finally make their decision. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. It's going to, if you, if you are ignoring the top of the funnel and just assuming you're going to just get the people who are already at the tail end, let other people do all the, you know, initial selling for you, um, you're going to be missing out. Yeah. So good for our clients and everybody else. You gotta, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think about the full journey. Think about what they're searching for well before they're calling your business to ask you for pricing or whatever it might be. Um, they also have this new collections feature. And I think this is looking at the way people are using things like Pinterest to keep, you know, a log of things that are useful. Um, you know, this kind of scrapboarding or the scrapbooking type behavior. Um, they're, they're trying to make, yeah, scrapboarding. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to make it easy for you to, to create those collections directly in search. I think a lot of people will really, really enjoy that. Um, not clear to me if that's currently rolled out or if they're in the process of rolling it out. I but. feel like I have seen something yeah. like this yeah. every so often on mobile when yeah. I've done searches. It's not been consistent. Mm -hmm. and It's been the last couple of weeks. I've been like, huh, what is that? Um, so I feel like that's what it is or leading to. Definitely something to look out for. Another interesting feature is this dynamic organization of search results. So they are speculating what subtopics may be interesting to you. And they have an example of a, have a different dog breeds and they show a pug and a York Yorkshire Terrier. And um, they're kind of dynamically suggesting what subtopics you're likely going to want to check out next. That could be dog names, grooming tips, you name it. And all that is surfaced at the top of search results now. So again, think about the full story. Well, and yeah, like with that example, what's really interesting is you can see the two, the different, like some, when, when someone searches for pug, for example, mm -hmm. they're thinking of different things than they are that compared to say a Yorkshire Terrier. Totally. And those are the kinds of things that are, that are pulled out. Like with yeah. pugs, it's health concerns with yep. Yorkshire Terriers. It's grooming. Yep. It's really interesting. All this is stitched together with a new part of search called the topic layer, which I just like because we're always <laughs> saying topics over keywords and, you know, we believe it. And I think you're starting to see Google acknowledge that, you know, so it's great. Cool. Very cool. Cool. What else guys? What else? Um, so when we were kind of digesting this whole big update, I gravitated towards this making visual content more useful in search. Mm. Um, and I wanted to read this snippet because I thought it was really kind of funny and interesting. So when search first began, our results were just plain text, but on February, tw February 24, 2000, something changed. It was a day after the Grammy Awards, and we noticed people were searching like crazy for Jennifer Lopez's green dress. It was clear right away that people were looking for visual information, not just plain text. So this whole update is, you know, a continuation of them working on including more imagery and video in search. And one of the ways they're doing this is something called immersive visual content with stories. So um, this is being rolled out to, like, heavily searched 
things like notable people and celebrities, athletes. Um, and I, I was talking to Tim about it and it, it's closely related to the Snapchat story wall. And it, it kind of, it's a compilation of facts and interesting things that happen with that specific person that almost tell their story. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's very similar to Snapchat, also Instagram stories. Right, right. Um, honestly, it looks almost identical in the function, but sorry. sorry no, no. Um, so they're using, you know, artificial intelligence to basically make up these stories and provide it in search, like within, you know, the, I don't know, Jennifer Lopez's featured snippet of all of her stuff and net worth and friends and family or whatever. It's going to be located at the bottom and you can click and see the story, which mm. is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's cool. I mean, it, you know, it's, <laughs> we know it's, you it, have mixed feelings on this. I, ten, I so. do. I do. But I, I, I don't know it, whether you like it, you don't like it. Um, interesting thing here is they are now elevating the use of video once again in the examples that they provide. Some of the snippets that they're showing is like animated um, clips from YouTube videos. Right. Um, right. So if you're not thinking about videos, part of your marketing mix or creating custom graphics as a part of your, you know, the content you're producing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another reason to start thinking about that. What's what I think is really cool about it is it, it it's sort of um, the topic cluster model in action. Yep. Yeah. Um, because what, like Ryan said, they're starting with like a general search for, for, for at first, at least for at first it's for celebrities. So if you just search Brad Pitt, think of that as your topic. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, sorry. I'm a right brain. That's um, a deep thought. Like if, yeah. if Brad Pitt is your topic, the individual subtopics being um, the net worth, the acting credits. The I search net worth like all search. the time. Do you? I, I, you know I what's interesting to me? There apparently it's very very common for people to search the wife of a famous. I do it yep. all the time. Why? That's, because I, I because I think that celebrities get highlighted, and we know nothing about their family, and like. I don't know. It's like the Wahlbergs. You know, there's two famous Wahlbergs, and then everyone was like, "Oh, this yeah. guy's making burgers over here." I just want to know if I can if I have a shot. <laughs> I search net worth because I am purely fascinated that 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 there is that much money out there. Yeah, and I don't know, just a anyway. little tip. Anyway, um, so another thing that they're doing to assist with this visual um effort is something called visually visually preview topics with featured videos in search. That's yeah. So that's it's kind of playing on the same idea. Um, but their example in the article is someone did a search for the Narrows, which is a national park in Utah. Yep. And in their new featured video section, it shows videos of hiking or landscape and other relevant information. So they're, you know, they're able to scan through a video on YouTube or wherever it's hosted and find and actually understand the valuable information. So if it's related to the topic that you're searching about, they'll present it in this featured video section, which is really cool. It is. I think it's helpful, but I am worried about like, you know, I don't know if they've, they went through it in the article, but if you click on it, is it going to take you to YouTube or is it going to play within the, uh, within the search? Mm. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be taken anywhere. Um, and the last one, which is the coolest one, explore within an image using AI with lens in Google images. So Google lens what was launched a couple years back, but now it's being introduced with this AI function that analyzes images on like within a Google image search. So let's say that you're looking at an office. Like if someone took a picture of the Pepperland office and said, oh, I really like that chair. You could kind of scan 
the picture and it will pull up related images and probably pull up the chair and then probably pull up a, a product page where you can go and buy the chair. Cool. It's Sick. pretty cool. Yeah. Really cool. I like it. Yeah. And that's uh, it's all the visual stuff. So more important than ever for you to be including visual content, uh, visual components in your content, whether that's photo, illustration, video, probably a mix, honestly. Yeah. I think, imagine, I haven't dug into that article, but I imagine it's still important to really lean into the metadata of the images in the short term to... Yeah, like the alt text and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. It's cool. Very cool. So, and then the last big um, shift that they're making is this shift away from um, queries to query lists information. Um, and what that means more or less is, you know, search traditionally has been you're conducting a search. You're, you're entering a query and then having results fed, you know, um, returned that answer your question or answer whatever your need is. Um, but Google under, has been understanding that people don't always have a question. They sometimes might just be interested in a topic. Right. Um, and they're now beginning to surface that information without first being prompted by a query. This is being... This is called um, Discover. It was technically launched last year as Google Feed, mm -hmm. the Google Feed um, within mobile. They're renaming it Google Discover, and it is, it's essentially a way for Google to surface information that it believes um, you'll find interesting. This, have you tried it? I have. Um, Did you find the content interesting? I, I'll be honest, No. Um, at the time when it, when it first, this was when it first launched, um, about a year ago, I, I it seemed, you know, they were still working on a couple of bugs. I think, um, it's gotten better, but is it aggregating your searches like common, it's, common topics from it's, your searches? It's, it's basing. So it's using your search history to understand the kind of topics that you're generally interested in. And then it's surfacing. I'll tell you what, it's not just your like traditional search history though it's heavily influenced by what you're also doing with YouTube. Oh yeah. So if you are a big YouTube user, um, it's going to think you are, uh, I don't, so I'll give you guys, you guys know me for, I'm looking at my, what my feed, you know, your discover. discover feed? Yeah. yeah. Um, first thing that's bubbling up is the weather in Cheshire. It's a <laughs> lovely day in Cheshire. It's 72 degrees, sunny. And, um, followed by, Paul McCartney says John Lennon only complimented his songwriting one time. What a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Controversial. Um, Controversy. But, but yeah. It knows I'm a big McCartney fan. Followed by Dave Grohl revealed how he pregames <laughs> oh before a God. show. I feel really bad for his liver. <laughs> that's the headline. So like, it's, it's kind of like. That's pretty. Okay. That's pretty it's, cool. It's interesting. Kind of like. I don't search enough on, on YouTube it, like, that I think that it will aggregate stuff that I care about. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. I don't know. It's not going to make my Instagram life discover does that. I mean, like everyone does that, Yeah. but the discover for Instagram, like knows exactly what I want to see. They want, I want to see golden retriever videos and the office memes. And that's it. This is kind of cool. A week ago, I searched Google for any like kid friendly movies that were coming out. Cause we're, we're trying to find that first movie to bring my four year old to, um, and first movie in a theater. Really? Yeah. That's a, that's a hard thing, Tim. Huh? No, I just, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a screaming I I, kid in the theater, man. My first yeah, movie, fun fact, The Lion King, I was also for. 
Um, so, yeah. So I remember my first PG movie was um, uh, Home Alone. I think I watched a Matrix when I was like three, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it's showing me a trailer of a one of the movies that I looked at a week ago. Oh, Smallfoot, I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it it's pretty good, um, but... Uh, when I tried it yesterday, it was showing me all things about all the places I went to in Ireland. So it thought I was still traveling in Ireland, Ireland and it's been about a month now. So it's not perfect, but it's pretty neat. I d- it, what I find kind of interesting about it is the fact that it's, um, it's almost like you remember Yahoo. I mean, it still exists, Yeah. but Yahoo, you know, <laughs> it's, a, that, Yahoo. <laughs> it's a search engine, but it also acts as sort of like a, a home page with, right. with a, as a news aggregator. And it's sort of like, Google taking a page out of Yahoo's book in a way, but it's much more targeted. Right. right. Just interesting. What? <laughs> what are you going right. to say? Well, I'm going to try We're going to try something new. So we're just about out of time here. Um, and there's a whole lot of stuff that happened this week that we are not going to talk through because there's just too much. So I'm going to just simply list off these big headlines because if you are listening, I do want you to take a few minutes to read through these articles. We'll put them in the show notes, but we're not going to dive deep. And uh, see how this goes. Can you start with the one that you haven't told us about? Sure. MailChimp rebrands as an anti-tech company. Oh, I saw this. What? Yeah, okay. I saw this. All right. I didn't see that one. I just, I, okay. They're they're trying to become the cheap alternative to HubSpot. Yeah. All right. Um, exclusive WhatsApp co-founder Brian Acton gives the inside story. About what? There's a lot of controversy. He, yeah. he tweeted... Um, it's time hashtag delete Facebook after um, the whole, uh, uh, you know, all the, um, what's the Cambridge Analytica? Cambridge Analytica. Yeah. yeah. I will be, uh, I will say something. I did download all my Facebook data because I'm flirting with the idea of not having interesting, it anymore. Interesting. Snapchat launches multiple e-commerce ad options in time for holiday shopping. Everyone looks at Tim, okay. the Snapchat guy. Yeah, <laughs> are, are you going to? Uh, I will buy never. Things on I will never buy anything from Snapchat. No? <laughs> um, they're just so desperate. That's you know some of the big things. Um, uh, I guess they're rolling out an update to Facebook Messenger as we speak. Mm-hmm. So next week maybe we'll have more to say there. And um, other big news: Marketo was mm-hmm. bought by Adobe. Yeah, just kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, big stuff. Got big a lot stuff. Of Adobe. Yeah. So we'll put links to all these articles in the show notes. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, we'll, we're aiming to get every new episode, ep- new episode out on Fridays. Um, subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Your neighbor. Tell your parents. Yeah, and even have that quiet conversation with your pet. Tell <laughs> I was about to say, tell your cat. You know, they may want to listen to uh, our voices when they're home alone while you're at the office. So I do put on podcasts when I leave. For your, your, for for your my dog? dog, yeah, really? I do. What do, yeah. You, what do you let your dog listen to? I let him listen to some vulgar uh, comedian. Well, your yeah. dog's going to grow up and have a yeah, couple he's not, of life. He's not screaming or anything. He's just calmly, <laughs> calmly angry. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>